0: Are you with me? Then let's dive in. If you've looked at any magazines or watched any media on television or, hello, social media lately, you might have noticed that many of just people in general, not just movie stars, look like they weigh a buck oh 09, right? But here's the deal. Reality is, is that most of the photos that you're seeing on social media or that you're seeing in magazines have been airbrushed. And most of the movie stars or those that are really (laughs) wanting to be some sort of movie star. They have personal trainers and chefs, or maybe they're just all deceiving you and thinking, uh, getting you to think that they are something that they're not. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Visibly Fit. I'm your host, Wendy Pett. This is a big, big deal. And I want to talk about this in a mighty way today because I'm getting so many messages from um, different people that are dealing with um, just comparison. I don't know, comparitis. I don't know what you call it, but they're dealing with actually eating disorders because they're comparing themselves to others and they have a desire to be like that person they're looking at on social media or on TV or in a magazine. And so we're going to really talk about how to get a handle on your life, because um, this is all about taking care of yourselves and educating yourself on how to exercise correctly and how to eat to live. And we've got to, we've got to refuse to get trapped in the peer pressure that leads to eating disorders. Again, a lot of these are silent eating disorders, but people are reaching out to me, and I just have a heavy heart right now of what's going on. And so I, w- I really want to um, uh, talk about a little bit about this today. And I'm going give to give you this quote first, and it's by Laura Schles- Schlesinger You can rescue a woman from a dragon because you can go and slay that dragon, but you can't rescue a woman from herself. How true is that? you can't rescue a woman from herself. So it starts with you. It starts with you taking ownership and having a mindset shift and reaching out to others like others have reached out to me recently uh, to to shine a light on what's really going on and being authentic and saying, you know what? I think I've got an issue. I think I really need to get help here. So let's, let's talk a little bit about eating disorders because you may not be dealing with it yourself, but you might know of someone that is or There may be some signs of someone in your space that is dealing with an eating disorder that it hasn't been brought to the light, but it's something that you can um, really kind of um, see a little more openly and um, maybe approach that person in a loving way and help them get help and help them see who they really and truly are in Christ. So here's the deal. You know, some women, they live to eat, right? They're not eating to Live, they're living to eat by binging. And then they end up getting just guilt ridden. That guilt, it just eventually sets in. And then that leads to purging and then under eating or even the use of laxatives. Now, this is known as bulimia nervosa, right? Bulimia will not help you lose weight. None of these eating disorders will for the long haul. Okay. It will not help you lose weight. In fact, over time, it will actually have the opposite effect. When you abuse the body, this actually leads to an out of control metabolism. And so it, it does the opposite thing that you want it to do. I mean, we, we know that this isn't just um, a physical desire or, or need, it's a spiritual and mental uh, shift that needs to occur as well. But um, it, it really does cause havoc on, on your metabolism, and it never seems to regulate. And because a bulimic is starving her body, her or him, once they put food into their body, no matter what it is, their body holds on to it and they and it stores it as fat. Because our body needs fat to function, our body needs a certain amount of fat for our organs to work properly. Okay, and so if we're constantly in this mode of of not eating any fat, for instance, or starving our body, or or eating and then purging our body's like, whoa, I may not get nutrients uh, or have the fat needed for my organs to work properly. So I better store this because who knows what they're going to do to my body next. So it's just a survival mechanism um, within this uh, bulimia disorder. Now bulimia can cause depression, mood swings, major dental problems from purging, uh, esophagus irritation, which could lead to esophageal cancer, um, because of that acid in the stomach, that from that persistent vomiting, uh, you get irregular heartbeats, kidney disease, and that list goes on. It's really a tough, tough uh, thing to to see someone go through or to go through yourself. And so, I've I've had some friends that have been bulimic, and um, just start to notice the signs and see if there's someone that you know is eating a lot around you, and then they dismiss themselves and go to the bathroom. Uh, pretty quickly after they eat. Or um, just just start to be aware of those around you and see how you can help help them, pray for them, and get them to a place where they can get some help. Um, a lot of people are familiar with the another eating disorder, anorexia, right? Anorexia nervosa. It's marked by extreme fear of becoming overweight. And that leads to excessive dieting to the point of serious health problems. And and oftentimes death. Yeah. They, they are dying to become thin literally now, basically an anorexic, they just won't eat or they're just very restrictive and they refuse to maintain a minimally normal body weight for their height and their weight and their age. Um, so it's, it, they don't see themselves as, as thin when they look in the mirror, not always. So I don't know if you remember that, movie Shallow Howl. It was kind of in the opposite direction. Um, but that's kind of how I think about those with that, that are dealing with um, eating disorders. They don't always see themselves in the mirror um, as being thin or or it, it's a body dysmorphia issue. And we've talked about that on this podcast before, and I've brought it up numerous times because it is such a big issue. So just just notice how Your friends or family members, how they respond to themselves in a photo or in the mirror when they look at themselves? How how are they seeing themselves? Again, are they seeing themselves through God's eyes or through their own um, through their own eyes? And it's distorted. It's a distorted view. But most anorexics, anorexics, they tend to um, really exercise constantly. They they are over exercisers, and they are in fear that. They're going to gain any kind of weight, and most want everything in their lives to be perfect, and to them, being thin is perfection. Now, anorexia causes girls to stop having their menstrual periods, and um, they get sick often because their immune system is is really um, lacking (laughs) uh, because they don't have nutrients, uh, and their body is just fighting to survive so their immune system is sacrificed. They have mood swings, dry skin, really thin hair, brittle bones, and, and much, much worse. But these are kind of the signs. If there's someone around you that may be like, hmm, questionable, just kind of look at their nails, look at their hair, look at their skin. Um, how are they acting and are they eating or is, are they just kind of taking a bite here and there? Um, it's a touchy subject. It really is. And so I'm trying to be cautious in how I even share on this podcast, because you might be listening and you yourself are dealing with a, um, just an eating disorder. And you may say, gosh, Wendy, you have no idea. You, you do not understand. And I'm going to tell you, you're absolutely right. I'm not in your shoes. I don't understand what you're going through mentally and spiritually. Um, so often it's trauma driven. But I do know for a fact, because I've seen it time and time again, that there is a there are, are ways that you can get help and be become freed from, from this disorder and this disease. So just know that you're not alone. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to share this. You are not alone. Now, added to bulimia and anorexia are many other eating disorders, but even like compulsive eating, binge eating, which is similar to bulimia, but without the purging. Um, The over-exerciser, like I mentioned, but that's, um, that was the anorexic that tends to over-exercise also, but just the over-exerciser in general. Um, The diet pill abuser, right? Do you know anyone like that? Or the fad diet abuser. Now, I know several fad diet abusers. Do you know someone like that? Or maybe you've been one yourself. Now, all of these disorders, and I use that term loosely on some of this, but it, it is a disorder because it is a, a, a mental uh, mindset disorder and they involve one major factor and it's a lack of self-esteem and lack of self-worth on, on numerous occasions. That is, is really kind of the center issue. It's a self-worth issue. And so a person trapped in, in one of these um, disorders, they must first learn to love themselves just for who they are and not the way they look. Okay. You are more than your looks. Looks will fade. Sorry to say, but they will. (laughs) We all get older. We all change. But it's not about how you look. It's about who and how you look on the inside. And that inside needs to be healthy. You know, just the the spiritual component, the mindset piece. And then that will outwardly shine on the outside as well. I have a friend. um, His name is uh, Peter Lamas. I haven't talked to him in quite a few years, but he was Lorenzo Lamas's cousin, actually. If you know that name, um, that might be dating myself quite a bit. But he uh, used to be uh, a makeup artist. He applied makeup and and styled hair for over four decades to supermodels and famous women like Cindy Crawford and even Princess Diana. I mean, he's he's been around a lot of famous people and. And he found that no matter how thin, how beautiful, or how talented the woman, it never shows if her self-esteem is lacking. It never shows. So health and beauty must first shine from the inside out, right? It's that inside beauty first. And I almost feel that lacking self-esteem is a disorder within itself. Lacking self-worth, self-esteem. I'm going to actually direct you to visibly fit episode 10. I want you to check that out at some point because my friend Rachel Gilbert, I had on as a guest and it was uh, all about how to overcome body image issues and live a life of freedom. So I think that will bless you. So go back and listen to that. And speaking of supermodels, I'm going to direct you later after you listen to this episode, um, to our other podcast, my husband cast called your biggest breakthrough. And we actually had a, a supermodel, um, on, uh, she's a friend of mine, but she uh, was on our show and it was episode 15. And I think you'll be blessed by that too, because she has really overcome some um, eating disorders herself. And it's called Real Beauty Doesn't Have a Body Type, How a Former Supermodel Helps Young Women Thrive in an Appearance Obsessed Culture. And my friend's name is Jennifer Strickland. Again, she has a healthy perspective. I think you will be blessed when you listen to that. That's episode 15 of Your Biggest Breakthrough. And then episode 10 of Visibly Fit with Rachel Gilbert. I'm giving you all kinds of uh, places to go after this episode. So uh, don't forget to do that. But let's go back to talking a little bit about eating disorders and and just kind of the effect it has not just on your life, but others. I, I have a friend I remember, um, and gosh, it was tragic, but I'm going to share it with you. I'm going to say a different name. Uh, so just to keep everybody, um, private here, but I have a friend, we're just going to call him Joe. And, um, he had been, um, recovering from the pain of these, the, the disease that, um, someone had left behind and that was his wife, but he met his beautiful and vivacious, Um, bride-to-be at church, and they grew really strong in love, and it was just, they had such a beautiful relationship. I I mean, amazing. Now, Terry, we're going to call her Terry, that's not her name, but she um, had struggled with bulimia and anorexia, and sometimes that happens quite often. There's a crossover from bulimia to anorexia, Um, but she struggled with that in her 20s and 30s. Now, she you know, tried on numerous occasions to stop, but nothing worked until she actually found a faith-based group. And that's where she learned and, and found her acceptance through God's love. And so that's the key there. It's, it's getting help and knowing who you are and whose you are that allows you to see yourself differently and to care for yourself differently. So she did, she actually got recovered and she was feeling wonderful. And it had been about, gosh, I don't know, 10 or 15 years since her eating disorders. But Terry met Joe. And again, these aren't their real names. (laughs) But after a lengthy courtship, um, they sensed that God had brought them together and they were to get married. So they did. And everything seemed to be amazing, beautiful wedding. I mean, total bliss. And they've been married for just six months. And then actually, Terry uh, suffered a major coronary and was rushed to the hospital. And Joe, again, not not the right names here, but Joe, he he was in the waiting room and he just felt helpless. I mean, he this is his brand new bride of just six months and waiting for her and was just praying that everything would be okay. And anyway, the doctor uh, came out um, uh, to the waiting room and delivered that just tragically his his new bride had passed away and that there was nothing that they could do to save her. Now, I know this is hard to hear this, Uh, It was for me because I know these people, Um, but there might've been a chance to save her. This is what the doctor said, had her organs, her internal organs, not been damaged by her past eating eating disorders. Now, Joe was like in total shock. Terry never told him of her problems in the past because she was recovered, right? She was recovered. It was like, why even bring that up? I'm not that person anymore, but the damage had already been done. And so my message is that by surrendering to eating disorders, you may not only pass away young, but you may hurt the people you love. So this is a cry out to, to, to stop now, stop now your, your body can heal itself. Unfortunately, she had taken it to the extreme, but if you are in a place where you're dabbling or you're just trying to say, I I just want to do this just to lose a few pounds, stop it. There's other ways uh, to, to release weight in a healthy way. So I just want you to, um, reach out to different organizations that can help you and and guide you with professional support, because I know these disorders are, are more common than most people admit to. So I just pray that you realize how important you are and, and that you are loved. You are loved. I, I really hope you know that. That's the biggest message. So I, I want you to know that, you know, eating disorders are, are pretty, pretty common uh, in the sense of, of you're not alone in this situation. So just know that you don't have to go about it alone, and there are places that you can can get some help. Now, I'm going to tell you another little story because this was a few years back, but I was at a friend's family gathering, and I had noticed that her younger sister and her friends, they were all super thin, and um, I overheard them talking about a recent fad diet. I'm not gonna say which one it was, but they were just talking, and they were like, "Look at me, I'm so fat. Oh my goodness, look at this roll." And I, I just couldn't believe it because they were young, and there was not an ounce of fat on any of them. I'm talking zero. Like they were all wearing those little cute hip hugger jeans and they have the flat tummies and it just... I don't know what they were seeing. Right. And, um, these girls actually almost looked unhealthy in a way where their chests were semi-concaved. And so I was, I was concerned. And so I was talking with the girls a little bit, um, and they knew what I did for a living and we were just chit chatting. And so we just started talking about food and I explained to them about how eating a, a healthy balanced meal instead of, you know, quote unquote dieting. Um, how that's so important and explained how, you know, you want to gain muscle mass and muscle and and strength through exercise. That's not about being skinny. So I showed with them, I shared with them the visibly fit exercises that I teach and how they provide energy and strength And, um, they were, they were interested, which was really good because I think it was a different concept for them to see that, that strong is beautiful. Strong is good. Even if you're in a thin body, I mean, we're all, we all have different body types, but, um, for women, it's really, really important to, to exercise so that we maintain healthy bones and to avoid osteoporosis. Bone flexibility is key and can only be created and maintained through nourishment and toning the muscles around them. And also doing, you know, the weight bearing exercise that will keep osteoporosis at bay. So I, I told these girls that, and this was a, a while back that I did a, a survey. It was just with 50 men and women and they were between the ages of 30 and 55. I asked them, I said, what body type do you prefer? And 48 out of the 50 responded that they would much rather see a woman who is physically fit with natural curves. Now, they didn't think that being thin was bad because being thin is not bad. I'm, I'm a thin build. That's just how I am. But um, so if you have more, if you're more curvaceous, you know, God's made us all different. But they did say, you know, it, being thin wasn't bad if that was her genetic makeup and that she looked healthy. So as long as you are eating to live and not living to eat and then purging that, you know, living to eat, <laughs> um, you know, frame of mind, or, or if you're in a place of the anorexic state where you're not eating because you're in fear of gaining a pound, um, you just want to be healthy. You want to nourish your body. Think of your body at the cellular level. Like you need um, nutrients, vitamins, phytochemicals, phytonutrients, so that you can function optimally, so that you have energy and you have stamina so that's my um, little two cents there, because I have been getting people reaching out regarding some issues and disorders around eating, and um, and just they ju- they're just struggling with it, with comparing comparing themselves to social media um, uh, followers that they're following or influencers, and so just getting right with knowing who you are in Christ is a really really big deal and that's the first start. In fact, I'm going to um I actually have a couple of scripture verses I'd like to share. One is well, I had it right here and now where did it go? <laughs> okay, it's uh Joshua 1:9 and it says, "Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged." For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And I share that with you because first of all, it takes strength and courage to admit that, ooh, maybe I'm struggling here in this department or um, just to be authentic and true with what's going on in your your mind and in your heart. So that takes courage. And then the other step of of being courageous is getting help and saying, "I, I can't do this on my own. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of what others are going to think of you. Don't be discouraged because God is with you. He loves you. He thought of you before the world even existed. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. And so just know that through and through. And if you want to reach out to me, feel free. Reach out to me on my website, wendypet.com, or uh, on this podcast. And let's have a dialogue. Let's get you into a place where you can take that next step. To, um, to get healed from this disorder, okay? Whichever you're dealing with. And maybe it's just sporadic, but even it's um, a sporadic mindset shift that needs to occur. Um, I mean, you know, if you're having that sporadic mindset, then we have to have that mindset shift to um, keep that from happening at all. So again, Joshua 1.9, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Don't. Don't be discouraged because God is with you. And he will be with you wherever you go. So I'm here for you. Um, there are incredible professional places that you can reach out to for support and, and guidance, and they will help you through this process. But in the meantime, I'm going to uh, share a few things about Visibly Fit, and I think this will Help those of you that are looking for new ways of exercise. I know we've kind of gone from eating disorders. Now we're going over to exercise. And I want to share about Visibly Fit because I think it'll bless you and help you become stronger as maybe you're, you're coming out of, of an unhealthy way of viewing yourself or if you're in a place of, of, you know what, I'm just looking for some new exercises that I can do anywhere and any So this is um, one thing that I wanted to talk about. Some people aren't aware that you don't have to lift weights. You do not. Now, if you do, fantastic. And you like it, go for it. But I have actually worked with a lot of busted up weightlifters lifters uh, in, my, in my years. And um, it's mainly because of, of overuse and doing you know moves incorrectly, but also just the wear and tear on joints, tendons, and ligaments with the heavy weight that uh, most people are lifting. But with Visibly Fit, it's it's basically four different types and categories of exercises. And again, if you don't have my 7 by 11 exercises, I want you to go to wendypet.com and download my seven-day meal plan and exercise uh, program. Again, it's just a free one week, but it'll give you a little glimpse and inside idea of what I do every day. These seven by 11 exercises are powerful. They are, but we're going to talk through a a few things. So number one, uh, the way that visibly fit is, is, um, laid out, I guess is, is through isometric contractions, um, isotonics, joint mobility and flexibility and aerobics or like high intensity, uh, movements, right? So isometric contraction is basically an exercise that strengthens a particular muscle by tightening it by flexing it um, by holding it and then relaxing it okay all without moving the joint yes all without moving the joint so it's like ultra high tension in a fixed position against an immovable object or a resistance object such as like say a doorway that can be very effective. So if you stand in the middle of a doorway and you push, put both hands up by your shoulders, and then you push against the doorway with all your might. Think of like Samson, right, <laughs> trying to push over uh, the the temple there. So um, push on that that door frame all your might against the the walls, and that is an isometric. Okay. Now that um, what you'll do, it can I mean, it can be so effective, but. By contracting the muscles at their maximum force for like a count of 10 or 12 seconds, you can dramatically, I mean dramatically, increase your strength where you want it. But isometrics alone will not create the overall muscular definition that you're probably after. It's just one little piece of the equation because we do want that strength, right? But yes, you're going to have to incorporate other Types of training within just isometrics—you can't just do isometric contraction, but you have to allow for full range movements for that sculpted result to to occur. Now, isometrics have been known to help uh, people with arthritis stay in shape without ever having to have that discomfort of that bending those those painful joints. Right? Like, arthritis has um, run in my family over the years. I remember my great aunt and. Uh, some cousins and it's it's really debilitating and hard to see someone suffer from arthritis. And gosh that's the last thing on, on most people's minds is exercise because it's too painful but I promise when you perform isometrics correctly, they have actually proven to increase and maintain muscle tissue to support those muscles without aggravating any of those sore tender joints. So it's not going to make your joints any more sore? In fact, it's going to make them better because isometrics um, done will will really help to strengthen, help to strengthen around that sore area, and it will also help to reduce inflammation because um, arthritis is an autoimmune disease. So once you're eating right as well, then that will help with the arthritis and um, and help diminish the pain. But it also helps to develop that mind over muscle type of focus. That's needed to achieve these exercises to the fullest. So when I say mind over muscle, I mean, when you are, are thinking about like an isometric contraction, um, I want you to think about like, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to pretend like you have a weight in your hand. So you have your, your fist, like say your left hand. Okay. You've got a fist, you're holding a weight in it, and you're going to do a bicep curl. Okay, but you're not going to be able to do the bicep curl because you've got a hand, actually, you know what? That's, we're going to talk about that one in a minute because that's dynamic self-resistance. <laughs> I'm a little bit ahead of myself, but you can still do an isometric that way too. So if you put your other hand on your wrist and you're pushing as hard as you can with the opposite hand and you're trying to lift up to do that bicep curl with the hand with the imaginary weight, and it stays in that static position, then that is an isometric contraction. okay? Does that make sense? You're just holding it in one particular um, um, plane, if you will, you're not moving it up and down through different uh, levels of of movement. it's It's in one fixed position, but you're using the other arm and that one to work against the other to make an isometric contraction. So that's an idea. Or, like I mentioned, to push against a door frame or something like that, then that's an isometric. And I've got tons of isometrics I could show you. I'm just trying to share this with you as you listen. Um, uh, isotonic exercise. Now this is where um, any exercises that are, are actually bringing in some movement is, is actually required. So there are three categories that break up that isotonic exercise category. So you've got power calisthenics, Okay, then you have dynamic self-resistance and then dynamic visualized resistance. I'm gonna talk about all three of those really quickly. Now, power calisthenics, most people know what these are. These are uh, specific body weight exercises that can help you develop your muscles in a way that uh, will develop them in every angle and direction. And they're being maximized during each step of the exercise. Now, they are strenuous but they are amazingly productive movements. And these are things like push-ups and pull-ups and jump squats and burpees. We talked about burpees earlier, Uh, or just simple jumping jacks, Um, the plank. These are kind of power calisthenics and um, they're powerful. So that's one one group of isotonic exercise. The other one is DSR, dynamic self-resistance. And then that's where Uh, If you go back to what I was talking about, if you were about to do a bicep curl, so you've got that weight in your hand, and then you have the other um, hand pushing against your wrist, this is the self-resistance, okay? So this is where you're actually moving through the movement, but you will be pushing uh, with the other arm, but you're going to continue to uh, bring that fist up as if you're doing the full contraction and bicep curl. So you bring that fist up to your shoulder as you do that bicep curl, but you're still resisting with that other arm. Okay. So it's not a static contraction. It's not an isometric contraction. You're still moving through the the full bicep curl movement, but you have self-resistance with the other arm. So you're using that other limb to, um, from start to finish of so that full range of motion. So I, I love these. I do these Quite a bit as well. And I've got tons of exercises that will walk you through those um, DSR kind of um, moves. Now, DVR is kind of the main ones I do, especially when you tap into those 7x11 exercises. Um, they are DVR, they're dynamic visualized resistance. Okay. Now, this group can sometimes uh, seem a little more difficult to achieve, but let me clue you in. It's actually really, really easy, more than what most people think. But As you first begin and you practice DVR, dynamic visualized resistance kind of exercises, you have to, well, you don't have to, but I really encourage you to get in front of a mirror because that mirror will help you determine uh, if you are truly visualizing or thinking into your muscle with every positive and negative contraction. So let's go back to that bicep curl. And now you're not going to have your, your other hand on that arm at all. And you're just going to imagine, you're going to visualize the weight in your hand as you slowly bring that bicep, uh, you know, you're flexing that bicep, bring that uh, um, clenched fist up to the shoulder, slow and controlled. And you are visualizing and you're working very, very hard. Okay. Uh, at at squeezing and tensing with full force. Now, what helped me to understand um, the dynamics of DVR exercises was to start again with that bicep curl. That really helped me. And hopefully that kind of gives you a visual on that. But it's important to keep that tight fist. And then you've got to bend your arm at the elbow, contracting with maximum force through the entire range of motion. Now that is going to include the motion on the negative or the resistance part of that exercise as well, right? I don't want you to just, you know, let gravity throw that imaginary weight down. No, I want you to slowly bring that weight down, back down by your side by the at the beginning position. Um, you will be contracting, hopefully, so intense that you may even see your muscles shake or vibrate. So really squeezing and maximizing that, that, um, that tension in your bicep. And you're actually going to even feel this in your tricep. So you're working the, the front, the, the positive and negative muscle groups at the same time. Okay. So as you're bringing that weight down, you're going to feel that your tricep, the back of the arm is activated as well. All right. So the key is to stay focused on the entire movement without letting go of any of that tension. That is the key. And you can, you can use um, dynamic visualized resistance in just about everything you do. You really can from, from bending over to pick up a piece of paper off the ground, or I don't know why it'd be on the ground, but if it were, <laughs> then you can pick it up that way. Or, or just through a controlled stretch exercise, you can use visualized resistance. I'm telling you, it's powerful. And once your mind fully understands and you've got that mind muscle connection, I promise you won't go back. You will be able to uh, do this in all kinds of, uh, of ways. In fact, if you are so hung up on, I've got to lift weights, I've got to lift weights. Okay, well, let's use visualized resistance with a lower, a smaller uh, weight in size. That way it's not going to be so stressful on your joints. Okay, so there, there's ways to still do this and still, you know, you can be satisfied by it lifting a weight if you want, but you don't have to lift a weight. I haven't lifted 20 years. So, um, okay. What about joint mobility and flexibility? Huge. We gotta be flexible. Um, but joint mobility, all this is about the warm up. You've got to be able to, um, really keep that stiffness at bay. You know, when you first wake up in the morning and you're like, Oh my goodness, I'm so stiff. You've, you've got to get the synovial fluid, um, um activated and lube lube your joints, right? So that that means you have to do some joint mobility exercises and sizes. And I mean like putting your arms out by your side and doing like small circles and then big circles, that kind of thing. That will help to um get that synovial fluid going in those joints. You can do it with your knees, your hips, all over the place. It's going to help. And this will um actually yeah, really be beneficial in everything that you do. Now, one of the things that I do to relieve pressure on my spine a lot is I will just in the middle of the day, I'll just kind of squat and let, let gravity take my head and my arms and let just hang all of it in between my knees and just kind of let it hang there for a minute. It actually releases and stretches out the spine and it just makes me feel less sore, especially if you're, if I'm kind of sitting most of the day looks a little funny, but it works. So, um, yeah, doing those kind of things, those stretches, and then joint mobility throughout your day is really important. Now, last but not least, aerobic exercise aerobics. I know sounds old school, right? But aerobics, (laughs) they are any exercises that can be controlled for 20 minutes or longer at an intensity that allows for your heart to really be trained effectively. So that cardiovascular health, right? So important. Most people tend to overdo their aerobic exercise. And then, you know, they end up burning muscle because they have, uh, they've overtrained, just trying to get their sweat on, right? So I mean, I know so many people that will push the, the aerobic exercise and training so much that they end up losing muscle because their body has to burn something and they've already utilized the fat. So now it's, it's tapping into the muscle uh, reserve. And so that's what we do not want. So most people really only need uh, no more than 20 to 30 minutes a day of cardiovascular training. And that can be anything from swimming, running, cycling, and yes, of course, power walking. Um, I love to power walk. Y'all know that. And it's effective, very, very effective. So just carving that time out for yourself every day is so very important. I can't stress it enough. There's a million and one ways, maybe not a million, but there's a lot of ways to to work out and to do exercise. Find one that you enjoy. And if you've never tried Visibly Fit, try it. You might be pleasantly surprised. It might be something that you can Um, incorporate into something else that you do and to start to mix up your workout and to get your muscles working in a different way and gives you a little more freedom so that you don't always have to feel like you have to go to the gym or that you have to do a certain routine. You have more control and you can do it throughout your day. It doesn't have to be one given time. So learning to be creative with your workouts is important, but there's so many different ways to work out. I mean, from any kind of athletic, um, you know, from swimming to biking to running to, you know, all the things, right? Um, I could list them all, but it would take a long time. But a lot of people like CrossFit. A lot of people like uh, yoga and Pilates and, um, you know, spinning. A lot of people like different things. That's good. But don't just stick to one thing. Mix it up, keep it fresh and keep it feeling exciting because that's going to keep you exercising. All right. So this is this episode on Uh, on Visibly Fit, I hope you learned a little bit of something. So let's carve out our days, carve out our weeks so that we can insert ourselves into our calendar. So that's what I encourage you to do because you are your most important appointment. All right. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Visibly Fit. We will catch you next time. I've got a great um, episode next week. You do not want to miss it. So tune in and share this podcast with those that you know and that can benefit greatly. All right. But thanks for tuning in. Appreciate your time. And I always enjoy this, um, just this intimate time with you. Thanks for caring enough about yourself to listen. And hopefully you will be implementing as well. All right, make it a visibly fit day. We'll catch you next time.